it's official, everybody. Frank hates hardware. You heard it here first. Merch uh, conflict exclusive. Wah, 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 wah. I'm putting Frank on blast. Wow. What a way to open. Just put me on the stand. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm not saying I hate hardware. I'm saying I'm just not a little inspired by hardware right now. It's not on the top of my mind. Uh, there's other things going on. There's a virus. There's... I'm, always trying to release an app or something like that i don't know i just haven't been thinking yeah stuff like that you know uh it's fall somehow summer's gone i guess uh so but you had a topic you had a topic you're like i'm inspired by hardware and i'm like what what do you got james what what is there any cool new tech out there what am i missing yeah, you know, I was pretty inspired by one of the recent conversations we had over on the Nintendo Dispatch podcast. Uh, you can go to nintendodispatch.com, shameless plug. Wah, 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 wah. And uh, at the end of the podcast last week, I want to say, we talked about the Xbox Series X and Series yes. S devices. Um, I was okay. lucky the, enough okay. to grab one of each. So that was like my... <sighs> this is gloating this is okay look i thought september was going to be an expensive month for me so i wasn't here's the truth i'm depressed about hardware because i thought at the end of this month i was going to have a new rtx 3090 a new iphone and some other piece of hardware i totally forgot about right the xbox i was going to have three new toys to play with at the end of this month or whatever month it is now i don't know time doesn't exist but I got none of them. <laughs> so I think I'm just a little sad. And it turns out you got, you got two. What you bought two. I got, I got a few. If you need, I got some extras. If you need, if you need a device, I can get you a device. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I've, yeah, I've, okay. B- before we actually get into our topic, which is cool new tech. The reason I, this, this happened is we were talking about a big debate versus series S versus series X. Now I am a Nintendo person, right? My Nintendo switch is right in front of me. I've owned every single Xbox since the Xbox came out. I don't currently own one uh, because the TV isn't really a game zone. The office is more of a game zone and and the Xboxes have been quite large uh, and it just didn't fit into my current situation where I've been really happy with the new Xboxes because the Series X is just a beautiful piece of hardware. It's just just the vertical of it. It's just beautiful. And then... (laughs) The Series S, which is the one that I'm personally getting uh, because I don't have 1080, I don't have 4K stuff, ah. you know, um, it's mm. also a spectacular, beautiful, stunning device. It's so tiny, right? It's like it's about the size of my switch. It's almost like the size of a of a MacBook uh, mini, maybe like two of those. And I'm just like, oh, this this can fit into my office and I can game again on these monitors. So I, I did, you know, it's just not my first rodeo. I was telling Hanselman this uh, in our in our group team chat. Uh, because he did not get one. Uh, and I said, listen, I've worked at GameStop since I was 15 until I was 25 mm. or something like that. And this is not my first rodeo. I know how to pre-order stuff. I know how to get stuff. <laughs> it's not, not inside baseball. It just, it's a, it's a series of having dedication. It's a dedication of having every single tab open on every single um, website on Walmart, on Best Buy, on Target, and having all of your being logged in, having all of your credit card information set, and just hoping and praying that your internet can connect to their backend systems <laughs> in time. So I did get some um, some systems, and I usually attempt to always get more so I can give them to friends that I love who weren't able to pre-order them or just forgot that it was being released. So uh, 
I'm all in on the Series S in general. Um, and this had me thinking about cool, new, awesome hardware, because like you, we were also uh, had a big Apple event and we did an entire podcast on it. I don't think either of us were like, uh, I'm going to go spend a bunch of money right now. Is that an accurate statement, Frank? Uh, it's true. They announced a few iPads and some watch updates, but uh you know, the unfortunate thing is they've been releasing pretty good hardware for the last few years, and I have no real feeling need to upgrade or anything like that. So it just hasn't been top of mind. But, you know, I was the whole reason I wanted that Xbox was for that 4K. So the whole the thing that you're dismissing is the whole reason I wanted it, which is kind of funny. I really messed up in uh, gaming over this virus time because I gave away my Xbox and it turns out there's a new Star Wars x-wing game out there Mm -hmm. uh i spent my whole childhood playing those x-wing games (laughs) it would be kind of fun uh to get that working but what i decided to do is piece together a pc and try to get uh steam working on it so i'm gonna build a gaming rig i think that's what they call them right i'm gonna build a gaming rig so that's good yeah my buddy uh jesse told me that the the VR experience is the best VR experience he's <gasps> ever had in his entire life on the PC version. So word. I mm-hmm. didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, so yeah. I've played a lot of VR space games and to a T they make you sick. <laughs> like I, I, I'm pretty strong in the VR. I me and my stomach, we, we get along fine, but man, those space games can kill you. So it's fascinating, right? So there's all these new games, new hardware things coming out and September didn't stop with um, Apple and Microsoft doing big, and that's obviously Sony to PlayStation 5 stuff. But what we wanted to talk about this week is not just the Xbox, but kind of cool new tech, (laughs) things that we're excited about, because there's a lot of events that happened and just other technology that genuinely has excited. And uh, the first one I want to talk about here, Frank, because I know you and me, we love drones. I think that that's one yes, thing sir. that can be said. Uh, yeah, I, I, I learned that I, I have two loves. Uh, one is building them, and the other one is getting the sensation of flight, which you don't really get that often. So I don't actually fly my drone as often as I would like, but gosh, I like making them. That, that is so much fun for me. The The drones, as soon as I lift off, I have the biggest smile on humanly possible And based on the day, that smile stays on the entirety of the time, right? Or if um, my drone decides to lose its reception (laughs) and I'm like, where is it at? And I can't see anything. Then my heart starts pounding and then I see it again. And then like this huge smile on my face. So yeah, it's the thrill of the hunt. That that part's fun too. It is. Except that part. Yeah, it, 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 and if, if you go to a place in which you're in a big open field and you do a lot of stuff, uh, it, it's just a, an absolute blast. And, you know, you and I have both uh, been up in uh, different parts of Seattle doing some some drone flying. Those are some of my, my favorite parts because that smile, I, I just I just told you earlier, we uh, I just we just got e-bike for Heather, these Blix bikes, bikes and uh, I, I hopped on it and I just, you know, hit the throttle. I was like, let's take this up to five, right? It's fine. I'm like going 20 miles per hour. I'm not doing it. I'm just like, this is so much fun. And it reminded me of my first flight and my first one wheel experience. So those sort of, they're magical moments. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
You know, um, it's funny that you mentioned the bike because I kind of had that with uh, mopeds, sprees when I was a kid. And it's just occurring to me that the new electric bicycles out there are kind of like mopeds are finally coming to America. You know, they've (laughs) been around the rest of the world, but for some reason, we've just never had them here. And so it's great that uh, the electrical revolution is happening. But yeah, uh, uh, for me as the nerd electrician, I'm like, this is all because of the better batteries and better motors that we make nowadays. So it's so much fun to see like all the new applications of motors and these batteries. It's funny because as I like shop around on Amazon for parts for my robots, I want really high torque motors that can, you know, go forwards and backwards and are rugged and ideally sealed up. And they're all spare motors for bikes and skateboards (laughs) and scooters now. So it's commoditized. Like Mm -hmm. we're we're living in the electronic world. I'm sure the prices will come down even further from here. I was watching a video. I think it was from CNN or New York Times. And it was this gentleman that said, I I bought my first e-bike and here's what I learned. And it was funny because I obviously assembled the e-bike, which was, it only took a few hours and it could have been faster. Now that I know what I'm doing, I, I could put it together in 30, 40 minutes probably. Um, and, he, and he put it together and like the charger was the same. This is rad power and this is, I own, I have a Blix bike, but like the, ch- the chargers are the same. The batteries are the same. Mm-hmm. It, there's literally comes with a toolkit and it just is a, is a little black bag that says toolkit on it. Like all the parts are the same, right? So it's, it's crazy. But <laughs> talking about our friends at Amazon before we get out way off topic, um, there was an exciting Amazon um, Echo and Ring announcement talking about drones, Amazon, uh, electric things. What it's the Frank? future? It's the it's future is here. It's science yes. fiction. I watched a science fiction video and they said I could buy one, and I wasn't sure if it was, I don't know, a new movie or something. Okay, so there's this creepy little. I'm just, I'm just playing. It's not creepy. I love it, but I have to call it creepy. I just have to. It is a creepy little box you can put in your living room (laughs) and the top detaches and turns out whiz bang, it's a drone (laughs) and it's zipping and zooming all around your house. Um, This is interesting on so many different levels, (laughs) socio level, security level, electrical level. Where do you even begin with this thing other than to say, just as a weirdo that I am, I absolutely love this thing. It got a lot of bad press on Twitter, but I'm just going to say it. I like the little drone. It's cute. It's like it's from Star Wars. I, we, uh, Heather and I were talking about, cause she hates it. I love it. Right. I'm just like, but what if they're, what if the new, the next generation will be outdoor drones and then your neighbors will have outdoor drones, like circle, circle, circling the houses. And then the drones will start like getting upset at the other drones. And it'll be like this kind of battle for the airspace at your house. And I'm like, I want that so bad. I want this drone. I want a drone to be like flying around like docks on the roof. And it's like water waterproof right it's like no one can get to it while it's docked oh my goodness it's solar powered so you never have to worry about it it's self-sustained oh my goodness um okay so it's none of those things <laughs> no it's not no okay it's a- so what it is it's a it's a little drone yeah. and these are like the little toy ones that i always suggest people start with to learn how to fly a drone the cool thing though is it's in a fully plastic enclosure so you're not going to like ding your hand on a blade or anything so that's cute um it's about hand sized is that is that the impression you got i believe Maybe a little hand. bigger 
No, yeah. I think I think about hand size. I think it might even be smaller than that. I think you could oh. palm palm this in your hands. I, I want to oh. think. I think so. Okay, yeah. really small. Uh, from the technological side, the interesting features of it were that it has purportedly a good camera on it, mm-hmm. but that it's also um, not running into the walls and plants and the cat. Hopefully, <laughs> I'm sure the cat will attack it either way. But you know. <laughs> let the spoils go to the victor whatever um i love that they think that they can get a drone to go around the house without crashing into things it's it's a real gamble but as a control theory person i'm like let's do this let's let's get this thing going around i kind of want it just to see like my apartment it's never going to survive in my apartment but i want to see it try no i don't i don't think so either hall i mean the 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 video shows it throwing, flying through hallways, doing this stuff. The thing it could do is it could have you map your, you know how the Roombas, they map mm-hmm. the floors. If it could the map new ones, it, the expensive ones, the old Roombas, the classic ones, I think the, still the majority Roomba. Turns out they're dumb. They just yes. bounce off the walls. <laughs> Correct. And this will not bounce off. Well, it would bounce off the wall, but I feel like <laughs> that would be bad. But my, my I, I have to imagine that it would, and I, and I could be wrong. And if there's a, a ring a engineer um, listening to the podcast, please go to merchconflict.fm and give oh, us an yeah. email. That'd be awesome. We'll have you on the show. Uh, what I think it may be doing is you can sort of map your house because it's easy for a drone, right? My Mavic Mini, I can put it in these quick zoom shots and it can literally fly back and fly back at you. Like it flies away from you and it flies right back to you, right? Because it can be like, I am going to fly at a 45 degree angle away for 150 feet, right? It has all those sensors in it. Mm -hmm. So if it could do that in some way with the app base where it's at, um, I don't know, because then if it's doing motion tracking and an intruder comes in, I I have a lot of fears for this always home cam, whatever it's called. Um, But I also think it's the most amazing thing ever. So see, okay. So I don't have a fear because everyone's already buying IP cameras. They're the best security cameras out there. Uh, They're so simple now. You have no idea what you're agreeing to, but somehow magically from anywhere in the world, you can check your home security camera. Who knows how that's working, but magic. Um. This is better than that. Sure, like an actual thief, if they see one of these, of course, they'll just smash it. I mean, of course. (laughs) Duh. Duh. (laughs) You know, I actually really love in their video, like the house that the thief was going into. I swear that drone was the most expensive, most valuable thing in that house. (laughs) The rest of the house is empty. I'm like, you should just grab that drone and run, buddy. Like, good score. Uh, Totally forgot what I was saying now. Got sidetracked. Oh, no. But those cameras have the problem of like you can get really swivelly ones and the zoom is getting better, but you still mm-hmm. technically need to put like three or four of them if you want to actually cover your house and you have a big house. Uh, whereas with the little drony thing, if it's actually reliable and if the cat doesn't always attack it, then you can just take that for a spin whenever you're curious about what's going on in the house. I think that's good. I am fascinated if it'll be worth the $249. We have these Eufy E-U-F-Y cameras inside and they're, you know, $30, you know, 2K cameras and they can rotate. The one is called a pan and zoom and it can rotate nearly 360 degrees in a circle and up and down like a pitch of, you know, 180. 
it's and that's crazy. 40 it's bucks. It's bananas. 30, 40 bucks. And for what, the rest of eternity, you can live stream it over the internet? Yeah, that's it's correct. so weird. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I don't understand the business model, but okay. <laughs> there is none. That's the thing. Keep selling more of them. That's the thing. Uh, <laughs> so uh, th- this is an improvement on that. I don't, from the security angle, it would have to be an idiot thief to get caught by one of these things. Yeah. But if you want to know, has the dog eaten the pie? <laughs> you know, it's kind of perfect for that. <laughs> I think so. I think that they, they say that yeah, you can check to make sure you close the doors. You didn't leave the, the oven on things like that. Um, be really cool. I think that we're going to see a whole new generation, even more generation of, of, of different devices that really push the boundaries, uh, of, of being able to watch your house and your goods while you're not there or when you're home. That's also a fun thing to do too, by the way, you could just, I mean, I just want to sit there and I want the <laughs> drone to just hover <laughs> for watch no TV. reason. Just yeah. watch TV from away. <laughs> it, it, there is, um, one of the halo games, one, I think it was halo two, maybe one of the, there was like a little flying drone thing that kind of followed you everywhere. And that's what this reminds me of. So, well, I think we can just blame George Lucas when he did the special editions and he threw in all those blizzy drones zipping around. That's it's all true. his fault. Uh, all right, let's get off of drones and let's get on to oh. <laughs> the Google uh, launch after dark at night event thingy. It's the Pixel event slash Nest Audio slash Chromecast event. I don't want to talk any about new Pixel phones. Um, what? I, no, I think we we're, did a no, whole episode no. on Apple and what Google That's does a... some flyby event. I didn't even know about this event, James. Full honesty here. It just totally escaped my radar i don't know if i blocked the word android on twitter i have to check Probably. that i guess um funnily enough i feel like they're getting r- away from the words android as much as they possibly can in a lot of these things oh. uh, because i want to talk about first here uh before we get to sponsor break is we'll do a new segment then we'll do sponsor then we'll do another segment but i want to talk about the new chromecast with google tv not to be confused with android tv which also has Google TV on your Android TV. Do you see what hap- what's going on here? There's classic. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Xbox Series 1X. <laughs> naming uh, is hard. Naming is hard. iPad 8th edition. <laughs> it's true. Um I- I'm a big fan of the Chromecast. I thought the Chromecast was super duper cool. In fact, uh Heather often gets upset that she cannot cast a tab to her uh, to our new um, apple tv because we've made the full trifecta in the house and um, maybe i do need a chromecast extra but the the cool part about chromecast always was that you could buy this little dongle and then you could cast if you will or shove content via your your phone over i thought that was always cool but then very lacking i love you know what i love frank i love a user interface Ooh, <laughs> a ui mm, so good I, it didn't need so i had a i have a chromecast because i have one friend that has an android device and every so often they want to show a picture this is back when friends were allowed at my apartment uh and i was always kind of amazed at how well it worked uh, it would just, you know, magically take over the screen and they would be able to share like a video and it did the crazy thing where it would hand off the video. So then the Chromecast starts downloading it. I thought it's always been good, clever tech at a good price point. I wonder um, out of all the dongles, which are the most popular these days, because we still have what the Roku is still technically one in there. I think it's more expensive, the Chromecast and then the uh, Android, uh, the ah, uh, Fire Stick 
thing TV, right? Yes. I think that Roku is number one, I think. And then maybe Amazon. Isn't that more of a DVR? Is it more of a device? It's it's a different price class. Or do they have a $30 model? Oh, no. they have, The Roku, they have the sticks. They got the $30. Okay. We, we got... Um, I didn't realize. Heather's dad won. My mom also got one. They're uh, great. They're, they're Simple great. remotes. Yep. Yeah. You can't mess it Good up. Remote. It's just <laughs> lots of free stuff. They got the free Roku stuff, all that jazz. Um, you don't need extra devices, extra things, extra accounts. It just it has all the apps. It has all the things. And they Roku was really smart because they built in Roku into tons of these cheap TVs and just really hit the market share. But Android TV so, on the other side has not had that type of success. The um, Google has put up a few devices and a bunch of other manufacturers put out some cheap devices. They never took off and they renamed things a bunch of times. And Android TV has come a long way. And um, NVIDIA Shield TV is the one that I have. And that's sort of the number one device uh, for having a graphical user interface. And now the Chromecast, I would say it's not I really know why they call it a Chromecast, because while it is Chromecast in vain, it has a remote and it has a graphical user interface now. And it's only $50, though, um, which is mm-hmm. kind of amazing at the same time. It, I, You know, as an Apple TV user, I really appreciate good remote design <laughs> because the Apple TV remote is terrible. Oh, yeah. It is. It's the worst remote. Yeah. To this day, I'm still afraid of it. I pick it up and very gingerly tap around its edges to try to discern which end might be the touchy end that I'm not allowed to touch and which end has the buttons that I want to touch. Even when you find the button end, you really don't know the orientation. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I totally value that uh, they had to put the price up a tiny bit to put a better remote in there because I can't imagine any other reason why Google would want to raise the price. This is all to get you onto their services and such. So um, I watched this video that you sent me, a recap of the event, and my biggest takeaway was I really like the colors and the style of the stick. <laughs> what, what what features am I? Is it mostly that they added the user interface? Is that the big difference? User interface and remote. The biggest thing on the UI is it, you know, on the Apple TV, you have to go into the Apple. This is really confusing, but you have to go into the Apple TV app to get sort of the combined feed of everything. Uh, yeah, it's I, I actually I don't understand the Apple TV aggregation system. I find it very confusing. I so I still go back to the old fashioned home screen. That's what I do, too. But here's what they've done is they said, let's make that the default screen where it gives you all of the recommendations, all the things. And then underneath it are your apps that you can go into. So it's very similar to combining the Apple TV app and the home screen together. And but then they also have tabs for live movie shows, apps and and more. Right. Uh, so they they sort of have built in YouTube TV, which is also not to be com- confused with Google TV, because that's the <laughs> Google for your TV, where the YouTube TV, that's the live TV, which makes literally no sense. Uh, uh, Google one day will get it right. But they, they've, they've put that together. And this might be one of the nicest streaming devices I've ever set my eyes upon i mean i really want to get one just to try it out it just occurred to me they should just call it the youtube stick put the youtube stick in your tv like everyone would understand what that is 
You know, a good user interface is worth so much. Uh, Amazon Prime video watching app finally upgraded on my TV. They had one of the worst video players, I think, of all the (laughs) video playing apps out there. And they recently updated. And it's not the best, but it's so much better than what it was before. And I think... And I think that matters. <laughs> I think that's why we were saying like the Roku is nice because the UI is responsive because it, they have a good layout. The suggestions are correct and that kind of stuff. And now that I have one app for every branded media empire in the world, you can really play a B comparison, which one is better, which one is worse between them. So we're, living in this crazy wild wild west time where they're actually producing hardware i mean what kind of weird media empires are these so a lot of this is just (laughs) i feel like we're living in an anime world but and i'm just having fun watching it but at the same time um it's cool to see progress especially on these um lower end cheaper devices i agree and i'm also really big not only into tv but also into audio So I want to get over to the Nest HomePod, as I'm going to call it. But first, let's take a quick break. Thank our amazing sponsor this week, iCircuit. Listen, are you in need (laughs) of a real-time circuit simulator? Well, iCircuit is for you. It's made by an amazing developer named Frank Krueger, the co-host of the show. It's the premier iPad and iPhone app for designing and experimenting with circuits and Arduinos. Its advanced simulation engine can handle both analog and digital circuits and features real-time always-on analysis. It's the perfect companion, regardless if you're a student, hobbyist, or you're an engineer. It's available on iOS, iPad, macOS, Windows, and Android for a low, low cost and is always trending in the top productivity and tools in all of the app stores. You can go to iCircuitApp.com to learn more or just circuit or just search for iCircuit in your app store to download iCircuit and support independent developer that actually it's on this podcast with me. And thanks, iCircuit, for sponsoring this week's pod. Thanks, iCircuit. Thanks, iCircuit. Free that ad. was really unexpected. Wow, James. Okay. I don't even know whether to address that. That was amazing. Thank you. All right. Let's talk about uh, Nest Audio here. Because like you with the Chromecast, the colors, I think the colors that Google picks are just spectacular. In fact... Um, Microsoft just released um, the new Surface Laptop Go device and also another device too, but I forget what it is now. But um, <laughs> that's the one I'm really excited about, obviously. Um, and they also have spectacular colors, like these these vibrant, like nice blues and greens and like pinkish sandstone. Mm, I just want them in my house. I just want them everywhere. Uh, they're not quite pastel, but almost pastel. Oh, right? it's a pastel. Okay, we are pastel. so living in a pastel world. This is <laughs> this is going to look like the 1970s in 20 years, but whatever. It's it. the new 1970s. Who cares? Um, yeah. Uh, blue. You know, it's funny. I was just doing some uh, his- history watching on the YouTubes, and they were talking about how, like, blue was an expensive color. No one had blue. And now you can have all the billion different shades of blue. So much blue. I, I keep staring at this remote. It's such a better design than the Apple, but I feel like it almost has the same mistake as the Apple. It's symmetric mm. on both directions, and the button layout is symmetric. Yep. I yeah. think they might have made a little mistake copying Apple a little wee much here. 
a little bit. I agree with that. The, the, the back and home is always a confusing thing. Um, I feel like one of them should be bigger than the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, as a Nintendo user, you, you have awesome taste in good controller layout. Why don't they just hire Nintendo to make controllers for all these things? One would assume. Well, because, you know, they don't want you to use the remote. They want you to use your voice. That's why there's a big button on there. And also the central part of their Nest audio is that you speak to it. It's the HomePod. It's the Google Home. It's the, the whatever they're calling it now. But, um, you know, I know that do you have a HomePod, an Apple HomePod? No, I don't. I, I've been sticking with the Amazon brand of home electronic mm-hmm. AIs. I had I had a series of the uh, Google ones, and they were they were fine, whatever. Um, but I was always sort of impressed by the HomePod because the HomePod was all about audio first, and it's delectable, delightful audio. Mm-hmm. But this new Nest Audio, let's talk about it really quickly. Here is it's basically. The Google Home, which which I did have, but it's 75% um, louder and 50% stronger bass. Like they put all sorts of beautiful components and beautiful mesh on it. Um, I still don't want to talk to a device, I guess. That's my thing is I don't like talking to devices. Um, but my my biggest part here that I really like is that I feel as though they've, they've doubled down on trying to take out Sonos is that they have it now so you can connect all the rooms, everything together seamlessly there's no there's no displays there's no lights really on this device it's just really seamless integrated into your home and i thought that that was um just a nice little touch of this event i thought yeah it's a little unfair too because audio has always been kind of the purview of the operating system and you know the fact that anything bluetooth works at all from a brand that's not the manufacturer of the phone is kind of a miracle of engineering and we should all be appreciative for standards like that but um audio routing apple just had a bunch of improvements to audio routing it seems like every os version they try to improve audio routing because it's a tricky problem um especially see it with even the amazon devices so i feel bad (laughs) for sonos a little bit because uh, this is such an easy thing for the operating system manufacturer to do right and to do well and to add features and to iterate and all that stuff. Whereas the third party people are stuck implementing the Bluetooth standard and hoping that Google also implements the Bluetooth standard and things like that. Ah, good, good times. Good for Google. <laughs> I'm curious, are you going to buy one? See, the thing is, I live in a tiny little apartment in a tiny little apartment building. And though I love music, I never turn it up very loud. And so all the solutions about like, look at our awesome bass. I'm like, well, aren't you lucky to be able to have bass in your audio? (laughs) Fancy people. If I had a really big house with big, huge rooms and different levels and all this stuff, uh, maybe, but I do not. So uh, I, 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 I don't like things listening anyway, so I'm not going to get it. We, we just have like little Bluetooth speakers that you connect to that we can do. Um, but yeah, I mean, I still think it's really nice. I think what's mind boggling, by the way, is that this thing has a quad core 1.8 gigahertz processor and a machine learning hardware engine in it for $100. And that is oh mind boggling. Yeah, and this is hooked up to all the Google services, right? Yeah, yeah, correct, yeah. 
Yeah, that's kind of a hot device. <laughs> I mean, it has a capacitive touch control. It has, um, you know, Wi-Fi built in. Obviously, it's got what a crazy world we live in. Okay, I guess I guess a little technology can be exciting. I'm getting out of my oh. slump a little bit here. I love that we just put like quad core processors into things. <laughs> well, I, I remember, remember like there was an Apple dongle that ended up having like the same processor as the original iPhone oh in a dongle. Gosh. <laughs> well, I remember. Uh, I remember my last router. It was the night, the one of the first Nighthawk Netgear ones, and it, and it had like a dual core one point two gigahertz processor. I was like, why did my router have a two? <laughs> why is my router faster than my, my phone? I don't understand what's going on here. It's got these, oh, it's, it's got two gigs of RAM. Like, why does my router have two gigs of RAM? What is it doing? Like, <laughs> that's crazy. I keep looking at the uh, new Chromecast, and what kind of connector is that? That's still an HDMI connector, right? Single HDMI, that's it, and a power adapter. Okay, so they they did one nice change to it is that it actually has a little bit of a cable coming off of it, because my Chromecast has a very fine 30-degree bend in the the HDMI connector where I've like jammed the TV against the wall or something like that after plugging it in. Well, it, it's yeah. almost un, it's almost unfair, right? Because when you look at this, when you look at the tech specs of the even even the little kind of Chromecast, right? It has you know Wi-Fi AC, Bluetooth built into it, um, HDMI. It has all these audio format support built into it. Um, Ten a four K HDR up to sixty frames per second. Um, who knows what the processor is? They don't even tell you, but it's probably something super powerful. And, but it's a loss leader, right? That's that's what these devices are. Uh, is is it's hard to innovate in the space where, I, I mean, when when Google and all these other companies and Amazon, they they want to give it to you for free at cost, so you <laughs> buy their services. So uh, um, I'm not going to say that we're going to lose out on innovation in the, in the TV space, but I mean, we can't build one of these devices for under fifty dollars. You know what I mean? With a remote? Oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, that said, I am still such a web OS proponent. I have a okay. LG TV that just runs web OS oh. and everyone's always making fun of the TV OS. And I think that's because they use Sony's, mm. <laughs> if I'm honest, which has a terrible operating system on it. Yeah. Whereas the LG TVs have web OS, which is yeah. an absolutely delightful operating system that runs at 4k and has a good remote control for it the thing that i find most frustrating about it is that these media empires i was discussing earlier i'm looking at you hbo refuse to release apps for mm-hmm. web os so i have like netflix youtube amazon hulu but none of the others have apps like so only those like top level ones and so it's a little frustrating that uh, the industry is so fragmented that you have to constantly play these games. Like, whatever. <laughs> I, I, I would like to live in a world where there were many operating systems, many apps, and they all worked on each other. But I understand also as an engineer why that's so difficult. It's true. Yeah, it's very, very fascinating. Yeah, a lot of the Samsung devices, yeah, some of the high-end high, high end ones run Tizen. Yeah. Not all of them do, so it's a little bit tricky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't even know about all the LGs or anything like that. But 
yeah, it's uh, the media world. It's so <laughs> interesting, especially now that we're all watching so much more TV than normal. I used to be in it, so I know what's up. But let's get to the last one here, Frank. <laughs> um, this is this is funny. This is funny because when you were pitching to me this episode, you're like, what technology is inspiring you? Uh, and I had a good think about it. And then you started telling me your ideas about um, the, the new Chromecast, the new hardware coming out. I was like, mine's so pedestrian, James. <laughs> the thing that I'm thinking about, the thing that's actually been inspiring me. But you know what it is? It, it's a modern day hot glue gun. That's that's what it is, James. That That's what's inspiring me these days. Okay, well, I mean, I've definitely used glue guns before what is, what is the modern day <laughs> glue gun or are you gluing together there frank you know what what's cool is um this happened maybe uh last year or the year before it was like the hot christmas item out there and i might have mentioned it on this show but i just want to give a double back shout out because i found it uh pretty useful the idea is pretty simple. Take what we've been doing with 3D printers and try to shove that into your hand. Mm. Yeah. So the neat thing is it takes all the same plastics that, uh, you know, those uh, long, thin pieces of plastic that you use in 3D printers. You ha- can have that on your hand. It has a little motor in it that feeds the plastic. It has a hot end, just like a hot glue gun. And it even has like the the expensive ones have like OLED screens with adjustable temperatures, adjustable feed rates, like all this cool stuff, good ergonomics on the handle, all in the name of laying down some hot plastic onto a plate. (laughs) Uh, I I remember this, my buddy, I'll say his name again, but my buddy Jesse, funnily enough, he was, I'm pretty sure, a Kickstarter for the Three Doodler, I believe was one of the original ones that came out maybe last year. It was was a big sort of um, Kickstarter thing. Maybe it was even two years ago. I don't know, but it was, it looks like a big glue gun, but instead of putting a glue, it puts out plastic and what does plastic do it hardens i guess right yeah okay so let me describe why i'm excited about so what you see on amazon yeah you can make these kind of ugly little 3d constructions like it's really sold as a toy but um so what i often do is i make enclosures for electronics or i'm making robots and things like that that's what i use my 3d printer for Mm. But coming up with 3D printing designs is a lot of work. You're in a CAD program and, you know, doing all these like caddy things. And then inevitably you print it out, but then like something is slightly off uh, from what it needed to be. So now you got to like recad it, reprint it over eight hours. What's great about, okay, well, there's, there's that. And then there's attaching things to the plastic. So, you know, you can use screws and such. But I built your little um, wedding gift, and inside of your wedding gift is a ton of hot glue. (laughs) (laughs) It's terrible, because that was the best thing I had for, like, attaching things together. Now with these little uh, 3D pens, they call them, I can use the exact same material that I made the case out of to build uh, new plastic structures to hold electronics and things in Mm. to the stuff so 
when I'm built, it's like a really quick way to build robotic structures, to build electronic structures. Uh, you can even get really soft plastic so that, you know, you can apply it to clothing and things like that to like softer things. So if you want to um, just attach things like, <laughs> you know, it's like a modern day glue, but instead of glue, you're just forming plastic. So wherever plastic can be useful in that case. So it's, it's such a simple concept. It's just modern day hot glue gun but it's taken advantage of the new technology of 3d printers to make something that i think is actually really inspiring and i love it as a new tool i think what's really neat about me as a as a lego kid i was um doing what was i, I was doing something i was giving a talk to a, a um, um a lego group last week and i talked about my love for legos and building things and i think the reason i i, I became a developer uh, it was because I like building things and I like math and I like how things fit together and, and you're puzzle solving almost when you do that. And, uh, but I'm not a create, okay. I'm a little creative, but I'm not a creative type. I, I broke it down into three segments here, Frank, hmm. of who are you as a Lego person? So let me lay out the three All right. types. Okay. Type number one, you're, you're a Lego like free form you're an you're a you're a free spirit right this is the this is the child that gets the big they don't get the kits they get the big block the big bucket and they just uh, I, I had a there. suitcase as a kid i had a go. giant heavy duty mm-hmm. wooden suitcase it was almost a chest and i would drag it out of the closet slam it down on the floor and i just had all the pieces correct and so that's the the free spirit lego creator now there is the there is the by the book legoer legoer okay and this this child doesn't have to be a child man child woman child <laughs> whatever age you are this lego enthusiast person this person thank you frank this person enjoys getting a, a set okay and then they like to follow the directions and it tells them what to do and they meticulously put it together and in the end they have what's on the front of the box Okay. Mm-hmm. As a second tier. Now I've the, never understood those people ever. The third tier of individuals are the the tink tinkers, right? And these individuals mm-hmm. sort of take Lego to the max. And I think that these are the the robotic, you know, stuff, that these are the technic individuals that they they're kind ah. of Legos, but not really. They're the connects, they're kind of construction moving parts. You they're can, the building blocks of a design, one could say. Correct. And and yes, correct. So you are obviously the first child in that in that Lego, uh I'm assuming here. Maybe with a yeah. little mix of number three. Apparently you don't like number two. No, number number two. Well, it, it was funny because I, I remember the day I found out Lego came in kits. And I was like, Lego come in kits? This is crazy. Who would buy that? Don't they have a chest full of Lego blocks? <laughs> it's so much better that way. So I am firmly in camp number two. I like to follow funny. the directions to the T. I enjoy getting this beautiful, you know, set and going through the pages and 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 just doing it now that that was the problem that i had recently with this lego mario set because it's sort of like an interactive game but you build different sort of sections of this path that mario is supposed to play through and but then you're supposed to have a little bit of free spirit and come up with your own course i said no 
I want I want to make what's on the box <laughs> the official course. Yeah, I want I want, and there's no directions on how to do that. And I said I need to, uh, to do that, and it was very upsetting to me. But here's the thing about these three three D pens and why I bring up the Lego things because I'm on the three D doodler the the three doodler three D doodler <laughs> website, and yeah. I've never been fascinated by them because it is a a free spirit, right? They always have ah. the pen in the air. Here's what they have, Frank. Create kits. They give you the blueprints for you to etch out your creation and put them together. So they have things like um, house projects. Where you can do 3D houses things. You can do flower bouquet kits. You can do sort of orbs that you can put like outside for like lights and stuff. Now, this is the stuff I want to make because I yeah. can follow directions. I can do that. That's the one thing I can do, Frank, is follow directions. <laughs> it's actually really fun. You can buy these silicon mats that are like templates, and then you start building the different elements of whatever the heck you're building. So if you're building a building, you would do some walls and a door and a roof and all that stuff. And then you, I keep calling it glue, but whatever, you plastic it all together, and it's fun. So it's it's great because... I, I satisfy the OCD nerd part of me in my CAD design stuff. And then whatever the printer makes, I pop off and I know that I can fix with the pen uh, with the more like creative fun side of me. Like if it's missing a structure, I can build the structure with the pen. So absolutely. I think you nailed it right there. It's the freedom of, I almost said freedom of expression and then I would have hated myself. So I stopped myself. <laughs> it's the freedom, freedom, brave heart there. Reference completed. There I like it. Well, there you have it. That is our cool, cool newish tech extravaganza. I mostly want to talk about the Google event with yeah. a little bit of other cool Amazon event stuff. Cause I feel like we do often, and we had some good comp compliments from some of the recent Apple podcast event summaries that we did. And I feel like often we just give Apple a lot of the the love. So I wanted to sort of sprinkle some of the love and the recap and our thoughts and ideas on some of these other events that are going on. And I will say I am still excited because Apple has given us not one fall event, but two fall events for us to do live podcasts on. So yes, we will do a full breakdown of whatever Apple event happens at whatever time. Does anyone know? <laughs> Hashtag question mark. Yeah. October, um, November next year. It's a weird year. Time doesn't exist. When it happens, we'll do it. <laughs> there you go. Well, you can write into the show at mergeconflict.fm and let us know what cool new tech we should be checking out and we can talk about on the podcast. Well, that's going to do it for this week's podcast. So until next week, I'm James Montemagno. And I'm Frank Krueger. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace.